This is the Caniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? It's time for a weekly roundup. Yes, it is. So, uh, this past week we had a lot of coaching decisions, obviously. Now, one thing I do want to make an announcement of uh, before we kind of do a uh, week roundup of NHL news and possibly trade rumors, um, there will not be an episode on July 4th. It will be, since that's a Monday, we will release one on the following day, which is a Tuesday, because we don't release one on holidays. Um, we like to take time off too. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't here last week. I know you all missed me. It's okay. I felt the love. I bet you did. Um, but, uh, another announcement is we found out last night, the Chicago wolves have won, uh, the Calder yep. cup. They won the Calder cup, which I thought was, um, it's awesome. It's good for those young kids. It really shows how deep Carolina's uh, uh, minor affiliate is, how a lot of good prospects, a lot of good players. Um, one who's not really a prospect, but Levio, he, he he was the MVP for the playoffs. And, you know, that's good to see. It's good to see players that Carolina has chosen to bring in, to, you know, really build up that core in Chicago. They've done extremely well. And I believe one other player who is – you talked about him last week too. That's really going to, I think, make, make a huge step. Is Jack Drury? He's going to play in the NHL next year. I mean, I, I don't think there's really any way around it. But Jack Drury will 100% play in the NHL. He was a huge factor in them winning. Oh, he um, was him. Uh, Pyotr Kachetkov, Levio. I mean, Andrew Podorowski. Yeah, who I mean, got over a hundred points in the season for yeah, Chicago. Carolina has a lot of good players, and I think a lot of this can translate to the NHL, right? I think we have to take a look at that because the Hurricanes have twenty million in cap space, roughly, if they choose to move on from Gardner, and they can they can move out his whole contract. They have twenty four million, so you know you you get some wiggle room there, right? So. I think it's wise to to use some of these guys who who are in your minor league. I think bringing up Jack Drury, if you choose to keep Levio, I think his contract's up. So you re-sign him, you let him play at a cheap deal. You know, you have some players who who are also on entry level contracts. Let them play. They can. Yeah, <laughs> I they, mean Jack they, Drury they can. can play. Let him play. Jalen Chatfield's under contract. Let him play. He can be on that, and I think he's good enough to be a a, a, a five six defenseman on that bottom pair. I think he's good. He, he looked well when he played up in Carolina. So I think you can do that. That will help kind of alleviate any you know burden of the cap because Jury playing, Chatfield playing, the cap doesn't change because they're already under the current cap space, right? So you know you let them you let them play. Um, and then you find those players who can fill in around them. You need a top six forward. I, I, if they don't do that, then I, I can't help you. They're not. I'll tell you right now, they aren't going to win a cup without bringing in a top six. Goal exactly. Score. Yeah. Unless Andre Svechnikov suddenly does what Nathan Mc, what uh, McKinnon did and just turn it on after four years and become an elite talent like McDavid, which he can, he could. It's possible he could. I, I don't know if it'll happen. He really hasn't shown that consistency yet, which is nerve wracking for me. But if he doesn't, and you don't sign, you don't make an all out push for Goudreau, for to uh, bring for a trade, for uh, Philip Forsberg, for Malkin, for Patrick Kane. Apparently, like we're going to talk about, it's on the block. If you don't make a push to bring in a player who's going to score you 40, 50 goals a year or at least for this next year, you're not going to win a cup. You don't have someone who can put in the net in the playoffs. Might win the regular season, might win the Metro again. Not going to win a cup. I mean, look at Tampa Bay and Colorado. They got Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Nazim Kadri, uh, Darcy Kemper in goal, uh, Pavel Francouz is the backup. They have elite core and players who can score. Like they, Their job is to put the puck in the back of the net. Nathan McKinnon's a goal scorer. He's going to put the puck in the back of the net. 
And then you've got on Tampa Bay, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, Andre Pilat, Anthony Sorelli. I mean, these players can score, especially Stamkos and Kucherov. And then you have Vasilevsky backing you up in the goal. So I just, I don't see, I don't see anybody like that in Carolina. Adam Gold talks about this. I agree with him completely. I've heard other people talk about this, and I agree. Uh, Sebastian Ajo is a great player. He's not a superstar. He's just not a superstar. At times he can be, but naturally I don't think he is a superstar. But he's the closest thing we do have yes, to a he superstar. He's all around forward. You can trust Ajo to, to play smart, defensively, offensively. He's going to make great plays. And I honestly believe you bring in that goal scorer, that guy who's going to score 50, 40, between 40 and 60 goals, you know, something fantastic like that. You bring in someone like that who's on the block, maybe a little older, like a Patrick Kane, right? Like a Johnny Goudreau, who's still young, Philip Forsberg, who's going to score 40, 50. You bring him in. That makes Ajo better. Yeah, it does. Um, so um, we talked a little bit more about this uh, in our uh past couple episodes of our official team review um now uh what's going on in the nhl especially in the past week though is um as what the hockey guy would say a coaching carousel is going on uh we uh i'll say the most the most recent one that surprised us all was barry trotz refusing to coach this year i mean i don't blame him for taking a year off i get it i get it Sometimes you just need some time off. Um, and also, he, said, he cited family as the yeah. biggest thing. So I can see that. For sure. And I think the Islanders did him dirty. I mean, good gracious. Day. You did not miss the playoffs because of Barry Trotz. You missed the playoffs because your team's really not that good. And you started off playing all road games. That's tough schedule for a team that has also, like Carolina, zero superstars. You, you have none. You have good players. That that's it. You have some good players, but you don't have an all. You don't have a a player who is oh you know that's the guy. He's gonna you know get you over a hundred. No, they they didn't have anybody like that. Their goalie was good. Their goalie is probably their superstar. They're and I would say their defense is really good too. Their defense, but it's just the the offense. There's not really a yeah. superstar. The closest thing they have is Barzell, and I think he's more of a on a great team. He's more of a second line. Uh, center. Yeah. So, you know, the Islanders just didn't have the pieces. They don't. Lou Lamorello is also not a very good general manager. I've never been a Lou Lamorello fan. The Islanders organization's a dumpster fire right now. They made a big mistake in, in firing Barry Trotz. Um, and you just got to move forward. And they just got to move forward. Um, Winnipeg offered him a coaching job, but that was when he refused it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I can so. also see Winnipeg for that reason, maybe signing a one-year deal with a coach, seeing what happens. Yeah. And then maybe circling around to Barry Trotz next year. I th- I still think Winnipeg's a good team. I yeah, think they can make the playoffs. I, I don't know what happened to them this year, you know, with Paul Maurice stepping back and voluntarily and them just not being able to, to figure it out. Part of the reason was Hellebuck. He didn't play as good as his previous seasons. Which happens, right? It's not the end of the world for a player to have a rough start or rough or a rough year. It happens. You know, I'm not, you know, we're not going to criticize at Winnipeg. They had a tough all year round, you know, year. So I love their offense. They have an, they have an elite offensive core. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I expect them to make the playoffs next year. Yeah, I hope they make the playoffs, too. Uh, another uh, team, Florida, hires a former Hurricane coach in Paul Maurice. Yeah, the guy who went up, who stepped back from Winnipeg, took a little bit of time off, took the rest of the year off, and he's coming back next year to head coach the Florida Panthers, which I also was found very, very surprising that they chose not to go with Jack Adams' nominee. Andrew Burnett, yeah, I believe. So yeah, so to me, there's been a lot of, in my opinion, confusing decisions for coach. Um, Andrew Burnett was a very good coach. He took what was potentially an unbel- like an impossible situation, and they won the President's Trophy. That's a lot. Yes, they ended up kind of folding in the playoffs, but they played Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't really see a reason of firing the coach when you first a team that is just so star studded in Tampa. I 
I don't know if I agree with that decision of firing the coach. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, they have a very good coach like now and Paul Maurice. He's, he's, he's a fantastic coach. He has, he is very, he's proven he's successful in Carolina, a little bit more checkered. He, he's coached for us two, twice. He was actually our head coach when we made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in 02. We lost to Detroit in five. And he was our coach a few years after that. He gets fired. Peter Laviolette comes in for several years. We win the Cup under Laviolette. Laviolette is one of the more stubborn coaches, and he refused to change anything. And Carolina just kept losing, kept losing, kept losing. So they're like, okay, bye-bye. They fire Peter Laviolette. Then they bring in Paul Maurice back again. So Paul Maurice has coached for us twice. And the second time around, he makes the playoffs, I think, once. In the 08-09 series. And make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, which was great. You know, we got swept by Pittsburgh, unfortunately. But after that, it became a very, very bad time in Carolina. And it starts with Paul Maurice. And... And we didn't do well for at all for a long time. And, and it got to the point where Carolina was losing 10, 15 games in a row. And the fans were literally chanting the Mo must go. But since he, since he went to Winnipeg, he's been very good. And he's still a very good coach. So I think it's a good signing for them. He has a lot of talent to work with in Florida. They're still going to be a playoff team. They're still oh, they be are. Good. They have Huberdeau and Barkov. You don't miss the playoffs with players like that. Um, Giroux won't be back. I, but I'd, I'd but they have surprised. Reinhardt. Yeah. I love that young player in Anton Lundell. Uh, I mean, they're very good offensively. I think defensively they're really good, too. I love Aaron Ekblad, Mackenzie Weger. And I think their goaltending looks really bright. Bobrovsky, who's kind of the goalie now, and Spencer Knight, who will probably be the future goalie. Yeah, oh, Bobrovsky's overpaid, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he is. Bobrovsky's overpaid. He's a good goalie, though. But I think Florida's in good hands with with Maurice. I think it's unfortunate for Andrew Burnett that that they decided that, in their opinion, the regular season wasn't good enough for them and the playoffs determined his fate. They didn't get far enough, and Andrew Burnett was who they decided to take it out on. That's kind of how you have to view that. I think they tried to wait a long, wait some wait a period of time to maybe make it look like that's not what they did, but I think everyone knows that's what they did. Yeah, and also like Florida's GM too. He's seen, he's very kind of like in the analytical department, kind of like Eric Tolsky is with us. Yeah, I think that's a very smart organization that really turned around fast that kind of mirrors what when tom dundon came over um another team that made a hiring decision which i actually liked john tortorella's back with philadelphia flyers yeah a lot of people for some reason don't like torts but I, i this is what i said this is what i said last year right I said, if Carolina, for whatever reason, did not sign Rod Brindamore, which I thought would have been stupid, give the man whatever he wants to sign. Exactly. Right? At the time, he's been very successful, given what he needs. He's been very good. Eastern Conference Finals, two playoff trips, give Rod Brindamore what he wants. We did. We got Rod Brindamore. But if I said, for whatever reason, we can't get Rod Brindamore to stay coaching, and I did not believe Brindamore would have gone to coach Seattle, and he would have just stepped back. He's only ever going to coach Carolina. I believe only ever coach Carolina. I thought John Tortorella should have been the coach that we got because Tortorella gets a lot out of his players. So I think he's, I thought he was the best coach on the market next to Trotz. I think Trotz was number one, Torts is number two, and Paul Maurice number three. Philadelphia, because at technically, since Barry Trotz isn't going to coach, got the best coach available in John Tortorella. I think he is going to help that organization out a lot. Um, I don't know if they make the playoffs without significant changes this offseason. And it's possible. Maybe they go and get Philip Forsberg or Johnny Goudreau. They've got the cap space to do it. Yeah, they do. So, you know, you go in and bring a player like that. Maybe they bring in Vincent Trocek, right? They have the cap space to go in and bring in a few free agents. So at least get them back to their winning ways. They got to replace the, the, the talent in Claude Giroux. And you never know. Giroux may choose to come back to Philadelphia. So 
Well, actually, they have only five million dollars in cap space. Oh, actually, really? Philadelphia? Philly, didn't yeah. I thought they had cap space. Maybe it was the devil. The Devils, I think, have the cap space. So then maybe Philadelphia might be in in a position where they don't have the ability to. They only have five million, even after dumping Giroux's contract. Wow. It, yeah, because uh, their most paid uh, player is um, Sean Couturier, and then they have like. Two other players make around seven million, and Kevin Hayes and James Van Riemsdyk. So, so I guess you got to hope that all these players take a step and play better. Yes, and then you can bring in maybe a a, a player to fill in. So, or if you choose to move a guy out, buy someone out, maybe get yourself some cap space, sign sign Goudreau or Forsberg. I think that's what they're missing. So, you know, I think if they even bring it. A player like Nina Ryder or Trocek, it might put him over the hump. Yeah, maybe. And plus, I, I never agreed with that Kevin Hayes signing of $7 million. I think that was an overpayment. It was an overpayment, but I think he had a bad year just because of the personal issues that he was having to deal with his True. brother passing. Yeah. And, you know, that's a horrible thing to go through. So he's just, it's unfortunate. And I think he'll have a good year. And when he did play this year, he played well. So I think he'll be okay. I think he'll come back next year with uh, with something to prove. I think Philadelphia's in very good hands with their with their new coach and, and Tortorella. He's going to expect a lot from them. He's going to demand a lot from them. Um, to the point where, and, and the reason why I say that is, if you know, Philadelphia's got young players. I think that's they good do. For, I think it's good for Tortorella to be there because he's going to push you. And where I think would have been great if um, we had. Torts here in Carolina, just an example. I, I don't think he would have given uh, Natchez the leash he gave that Rod gave Natchez. Well, with Brenda Moore, there's a lot of loyalty there with Brenda Moore that I think is a little bit shown more in him than there is with Trots. Because Trots is a very, I would say, oh, I guess you could classify it as old school coach. It's because he's like, well, I need to prove you're actually out there wanting um, the ice time. I, I'm I'm just not going to give it to you, which is why I think if Brendan Moore was fired, like you said, I think Trotz would be good because there is that comparison of, well, you got to prove it with both coaches. Um, but I, I mean – Philadelphia, to me, is the ultimate wild card. I mean, we can... Oh, that's your cat that you have with you, isn't it? It's kitty cat. He wanted to say hello, so he came in jingling his little bell. Sorry. There you go. You got to enjoy a cat today on the podcast. In the video portion of the podcast. He's a very sweet kitty. Uh, but yes, Tortorella would have been a good addition in Carolina. And I know this might be controversial, but I also believe if we keep playing this mediocre thing in the playoffs, I don't think Rob Brindamore comes back. Not this year, but I think next season he's on the hot seat. If they choose, I don't think they resign him. So you have to do something, right? Well, Brindamore, I think, hates mediocrity. Mediocrity, because I did hear him say that, you know, if we're not a good team to make the playoffs, I'd rather us tank than be in that mushy middle, kind of like where we yeah. have been. And that's where Carol, yeah, that's where Carolina was for almost 10 years. That mushy middle where we never even were able to fully rebuild because we never got a good player. And Carolina got fortunate with Svechnikov. You know, getting we got really fortunate and got the second overall pick. And I think at the end of the day, Svechnikov was the best player in that in the draft. So Adam Gold talked about it in his most recent podcast. You know, it's possible that that draft ends up just being mediocre, like mediocre at best, especially if Svechnikov doesn't turn into anything. Right. I Svech is only 22 years old. I still have hope. And I still think he, I mean, he scored almost 70 points. On the verge of it, I think he can uh, still get even more goals. I think he can be four to goal scores. That's what he needs to be. And if Carolina believes that's what you're getting with him, good. But if he doesn't, you know, I, I just think it's too risky. It's too risky to, to make that play. You gotta, you gotta go out and get someone who's going to score you more goals. Yeah, you do. Um, so we talked about Philadelphia with John Tortorella. Um, another, uh, head coaching, um, decision here. Um, Luke Richardson is hired by Chicago and it's about time Chicago finally hires a coach because they've been on that seat or have that vacancy 
for like forever, ever since the whole uh, allegations came up with Chicago. Yeah. Well, you know, they got a coach. I don't know a lot about him. <clears throat> he's not, I don't think he's coached in the NHL before. Um, at least I don't recognize the name. Uh, I do. He, he, he played in the NHL for 21 seasons. Okay. Uh, he was a defenseman. Mainly played um, with Edmonton, Philadelphia, and Columbus. Um, and I, he, he was a decent, um, I would say, Luke Richardson. It's possible that they're looking for a Rod Brendamore effect. I think that's what some player. I think that's what people are looking for now. I think, I Rod think he actually looks a little bit like <laughs> Rod Brendamore. Rod, for that's some funny. reason, in this photo. But you know what? I think that's probably what they're looking for, right? I think that's what a lot of teams are. I think that's what Montreal did. They're, they're, they they got Marty San Louis. So they're and they that's another one. They extended him. He was a hitter. Holy cow! They gave Marty San Montreal gave Marty San Louis that co- they dropped the interim and gave him the head coaching job in Montreal. I think these teams are recognizing that for certain that there is a certain type of player that can coach players that it just came easy to, like Wayne Gretzky have weren't, weren't a good coach. Gretzky was an atrocious coach. Absolutely horrific. Um, but Rob Brennamore, who had to work his butt off to be as good as he was, has been a great coach. Marty St. Louis, small player. He had to work his butt off. And, you know, these players who, who have to really work hard to achieve their goals, I think, make good coaches. And Rob Brennamore, Marty St. Louis have proven that. And now we'll see if um, this new guy can. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of players working their butts off, like, I really admire those players. Um, I remember, I mean, look at Andre Palat with Tampa. He wasn't even drafted. I, I, I think, I believe he went undrafted. Now he's like a star player for Tampa. It's just amazing um, the work ethic of some of these players. Uh, Steven Lawrence, seventh round pick. And he worked his butt off, and now yeah. he's an NHL fourth liner. And I'm not saying that that's bad. I mean, you need fourth liner, no. good fourth liners, and I think he brings that. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see with the Chicago hire. Um, another coaching decision. This is the last one for you guys. Peter DeBoer is now the head coach of Dallas. I was a little shocked. I was. I don't understand where teams think Peter DeBoer is a good coach. Cool. He's back with Pavelski. I would like to remind our listeners that the San Jose Sharks won zero Stanley Cups and choked almost every year they were in the playoffs under Pete DeBoer. So if that's what you're looking for, Dallas, you found your guy. He'll get you to the playoffs. He'll choke. And then that's going to be it. He's not going to win you. Stan- I, I really, he won't win you a Stanley Cup. I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that Pete DeBoer will not win you a Stanley Cup. He's not a very good coach. He was not good in Vegas. He didn't even last long in Vegas. And Vegas has a good team, and they missed the playoffs. Yes, they had injuries, but they were still good enough to get the playoffs. And he didn't. He doesn't inspire that in his players. I think DeBoer is one of the worst coaches in the league. I really do. I, I also don't like, I, you know, it's just reality. I think he's not a good coach. I think that was a mistake. Um, I think I would have rather had Bill Peters than Pete DeBoer. I mean, good gracious day. DeBoer is not that's, good. That's saying, what about Kurt Muller? Well, you know. I'd rather have Kirk Muller. Pete DeBoer is just not a good coach. <laughs> cool, he's got the experience, but he's not going to get you what you want. You brought him in to make Pavelski happy. I, I truly believe that's what they did. They brought him in to make Pavelski happy. And at the end of the day, it's going to bite him in the butt. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with Dallas. That's I don't see how that hiring Peter DeBoer is a positive hiring, but we'll... We'll see. Um, so that's mainly it for coaching hires. Um, I don't know if I said this in the last episode, but uh, Vegas did hire um, Bruce Cassidy. I thought that was a really good coaching this decision from Vegas because he does well with veterans, and Vegas is a very veteran-like team. Um, and now let's get to some players that might get traded, might not. We'll see. Um, we, we, we do know for sure that in 2024, Pierre-Luc Dubois wants to test the free agents, see yeah. markets. So that makes you think, so no matter when, he's going to sign a two-year deal. He's either going to get traded or they're going, he's going to sign a two-year deal in Winnipeg. Um, I understand it. I know you know it would be his big payday, and 
two years. So I get it. Makes sense. What's what he wants? Yeah, to do. I get it too. So he'll play. He he wants. He'll play what he thinks. He is betting. He he is doing this to bet on himself. Similar to what Aho did by signing the five-year deal with Montreal's offer sheet, right? He bet on himself. He bet he's, he was going to be better, and Carolina would have to pay him more, or he tests free agency. So that's what's going to happen. That's what that's what Dubois wants. He wants to get to free agency. So two more years, um, he'll sign that with whatever team. Maybe three, but two for sure. Yeah, um, I still think he's a really good player. I remember when he got traded to... Uh, Winnipeg, I thought Winnipeg won that trade. With Line? Yeah, the Line, um, Dubois. It's deal. possible. Uh, Line had a good year. So, yeah, I, you, it may have ended up working out for both clubs. Yeah. I've always been a Dubois fan, though. Yeah. And Line also might be out of Columbus. You never know. They might choose not to, to go with Line. So, yeah. I think it will be interesting. Those two players will be interesting to see how long they stay with their clubs. Do you think Dubois's trade value or market value kind of goes down in these two years due to the fact that he only will want yes, so a two-year he, deal? Yes, leverage for a payday this year, but that's not what he wants. He doesn't want some big contract for the next two years. He wants to get there. So I could see him taking a pay cut for the lower, you know, lower term to get there. So... He believes he's probably going to get like eight or nine million in his next next contract in two years. So I think I could see him taking six or seven this time for two years, which gives Winnipeg a window to work with him. So they would probably need to go all in the next couple years, really, unless they plan to pay him the eight or nine, maybe ten million. He's going to want. I don't think ten is likely, but eight or nine is. So maybe if anywhere between a five and seven. Two by five, two by seven year deal, anywhere in those between those numbers. Probably what he's gonna get, probably what he wants, uh what I think is reasonable for for that. But it may drive it down where it may have been more like a two by eight. Or maybe if you know what now he could probably get like a they really wanted probably like an eight by seven and a half, eight by eight, maybe. Yeah. But I think he wants that nine or ten, so he's probably gonna he wants to get to free agency. But yes, it does hurt his negotiation, negotiating power this time. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Dubois. Um, another player, um, that we have heard of, uh, recently, uh, Vancouver, my trade. Um, I know my dad is a huge fan of wanting to get JT Miller, but he might get traded. Now I, I don't think Vegas trades JT Miller, um, but I think if there's a good package, they do trade them because Vegas um, is in abysmal right now with their cap space. Yeah. So I don't know. So I just I don't know if they trade anybody. I don't it, know what I don't know who it, they could trade. It's usually him or Besser that gets brought up. Which one? Those Brock Be- Besser, Besser, and, and who else? And Miller are the two players and, that and, keep coming. And Vancouver. Up. Yeah. I mean, because they, they, they have probably Miller. I think he's the older of the two, right? You probably get more for Miller, is so my guess. Yeah, and, and I think he's an option for Carolina, too, right? So, if I don't, I don't know where, where they go. I, I think it's it's unfortunate. Because when Jim Rutherford took over as interim kind of GM, because he's not really the G, he's kind of interim-ish. He's got a, not. He's in an advisor role. Yes, role. but he's more or less the general manager right now. He's making these decisions. <sighs> he wants to dump cap. So, yeah. I see both of them going. I can see it happening if the right deal comes along. Uh Miller only has five point two five million dollars, and how um, many years does he have left? Just this one year. So this next year, yeah. So <laughs> I think if they do trade Miller, I think they're, they're going to let Miller and the team that he's going to get traded to to probably work out on a contract extension. Possibly, I see JT Miller not getting moved then until the deadline. He's going to sound like a rental. So if if Vancouver's not in a playoff spot. They deal him at the deadline. 
unless the right deal comes up now, right? So if maybe if they're looking to rebuild, oh, you know, team, you know, New Jersey is ready to take that step. What if they're like, hey, Vancouver, we'll give you pick number two if you give us JT Miller, and then it's a sign, or, or you know, like, hey, sign him, you know, sign and trade, right? You know, or they they trade then sign him, so they got a contract ready to go. I think New Jersey could pull off a trade to get Miller in because uh, there have been rumors that they might because of them trading the second overall pick yeah and maybe miller could be involved in that it's possible you know if that's what vancouver's wanting to do is kind of maneuver some cap space i could see that being a a way they go miller for that pick or you know besser for that pick you know I, i think it's possible i think it's possible vancouver moves it i think it's new jersey is a ideal candidate for it Oh, I do too, because they have all tons of young players, and I think a player like Miller could help them. I think Miller fits in Carolina. The cap is where we're going to struggle with, so so I think anything that brings Miller here would involve Natchez. Yeah, Rutherford, oh yeah. Who Rutherford probably has a little bit of information on. Um, I don't remember if he drafted him. I don't think so. I think it, it was Juan Francis. Francis. Okay. So you know, maybe. Natchez involved. I think. I think. I, I think any player Carolina trades for that's a school score involves Marty Natchez. Um, I think, and maybe the first round pick if we're really trying to land a. Top if we're trying player. to bring in a player to the caliber that Patrick Kane is, yes. If you're trying, I, I don't. It depends on the player. If we trade that first round, pick. I don't know what direction they go, where Carolina goes, but. New Jersey's an ideal trade partner for the Canucks. What they're both looking to do at this point. Vancouver's looking to rebuild where New Jersey's looking to step step into the contention. So I think And I believe they can with because I think Washington and Pittsburgh, they're aging right now. I think New Jersey has a chance of being a playoff team. Absolutely. Because I think one of the one of the benefits you're gonna have now. Is I believe the best teams are going to be in the Metropolitan are going to be Carolina, New Jersey, New York. Not any particular order, but those are the up-and-coming teams where the Caps, the Pens, are falling back. And speaking and of... you got the Flyers who are kind of in that middle. Yeah, and speaking of the Caps, I mean, they had a devastating blow with Backstrom. Yeah, he's uh, he, he might not play anymore. Yeah. That's huge. So I don't know where they go from here. I think it's possible Washington misses the playoffs next year. So... I mean, if New Jersey makes that step, they bring in that player, they trade that pick, or if they believe that pick is going to be a dynamic enough to help them make that step. I really don't know. I haven't really studied the draft that much to know who's going one. I know who goes one and Shane Wright, but I, I don't know who goes after that. Uh, Logan Cooley, Yaroslav Slavovsky. Um, I did see in that draft Connor Geeky, who is the brother of Morgan Geeky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know what? It's possible, too. Carolina tries to package Natchez to get that pick. I, I think that's possible. I think that's something that they would be interested in. I think Carolina – I believe Carolina is involved in any player who's – any team. They have inquired about anything. I think that's what we've seen with this organization is – and with Giroux, they inquired about Giroux. They're going to inquire about players, and they were in – I think they were one of the three teams left in on Eichel deal. Right, it was Vegas, Carolina, and I don't remember the other team, but uh, maybe it was St. Louis. Um, no, it was Florida. So it was Florida, Carolina, and Vegas, and Vegas got them. So Carolina is always in on these big name players. So if it's a big name player like Miller, I'm sure they've inquired about him. Oh, I'm sure they have too. Uh, sp- and if you're honest, okay, say Winnipeg doesn't want you know Pierre Luc Dubois. And they, they feel like they can't get a two-year deal done. Well, that fits Carolina's need. Yes, it does. So you bring in Pierre Luke. You send off, you know, Nate just might want the long-term deal. Okay, well, or he's willing to do the short-term bridge, but he wants to stay with you. But it doesn't take him to uh, free agency. Well, then they're like, okay, you know, send us Nate just and a pick or a prospect. Nate just and... 
I don't know, any, you know, pick a prospect, right? Natchez and um, what's the one prospect? Uh, Ryan Suzuki. Yeah. Natchez, Suzuki, and a third round draft pick, and we'll give you Pierre Luc Dubois rights. And then you've already, obviously, you've already have a contract ready for him. You sign him to two year, two by seven. Get Pierre Luc Dubois. He fits what you want. He fits the two year mold. He can score yeah, goals. Yeah, he does. He's a good center. Yeah. And you know, and, I, and I think the Kings kind of need a second line center. They do. Even and honestly, if you have... wanted to, if you want, if you felt like maybe Aho could be more dynamic on the wing, you have Pierre Luc Dubois, Aho, and Tara Vinen on your first line. Yeah. So, or you can have Aho, or you can have Dubois winging Aho. You know, or if you really want him on the second line, you know, Svechnikov, Dubois, and whoever else is there. I don't know. But I think Dubois could be an option for Carolina. If he just wants two years, that's kind of what Carolina wants. So I would be surprised if Carolina has not inquired. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we've talked a little bit on Netches, but we did hear from Pierre Lebron that a lot of teams are interested in him. Uh, the only thing, Carolina wants a young defenseman. Now, I can see some reasoning. Um, I think... When I heard that, I was like, I think what Carolina wants is to be young at every position. They like having that infusion of youth. So one of the things that's interesting, and I heard this from from somebody else um, on online, either on another podcast or something, and I thought about it and I thought it made sense. Carolina doesn't leak things very often. It's rare that something gets out in Carolina, right? It just doesn't happen. So their speculation was maybe it's a ploy to lower Tony D'Angelo down, Ethan Baird down, that, well, we'll just replace you, right? Well, that's what they did with Ethan Baird, too, being like, well, go ahead, test your market out there. I think that was more so with Bear, though, because it was reported that yes. both sides are far from trying yeah. to reach an agreement. So, for sure. But I think maybe this was a trying to get t- Tony to come down, which is possible. Really possible. So, I think that's possible. I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Natchez. I think he's fascinating. I think the two most fascinating people... To, or three really to pay attention to this off season is Martin Natchez, Jake Gardner, Tony D'Angelo. Cause I'm not convinced that Gardner's played his last game in Carolina. I am, but I mean, I'm also like, well, it's Waddell and Tolski and yeah. Dundon. You never know, but I, and maybe he is your mm. second power play quarterback. Maybe. Know? So assume he plays, right? You And assume you bring back D'Angelo. Slavin, D'Angelo, Shea, Pesci, Chatfield, Gardner. And your defense is done. You just sign and maybe sign a seventh defenseman. Maybe you bring back Smith in case Gardner doesn't work out. Chatfield and Smith. Okay. That's fine. Uh, it's not bad defense at all. It's still a good defensive unit. At top four is great. Your bottom two aren't supposed to be playing lots of minutes. And then you can have Gardner quarterback to second power play unit. He's an offensive defenseman. That's what he's supposed to do. And maybe the surgery made him better. That would be great. I would, I would love that. I would love to see Jay Gardner work out in his last, last year of his contract. So I agree that I think he's probably not playing again. Yeah, probably. Am I convinced? I don't know. I really don't. It's a matter of whether a team will take him off your hands or not. You can pay him to do that. So, Well, I mean, like, a trade that recently happened was a dump, and that was uh, Dallas trading Ben Bishop. They got nothing back to uh, Buffalo. $4 million off their plate. And you know what Dallas gave up was a seventh round pick. So yeah, it's possible a team might take it, but is a team going to want to give Carolina any favors? Adam Gold talked about that too when he was with us, because the offer sheet, our team's going to want to be nasty with us. So I would love to see it. I would like to see him. You know, if they can trade him to Arizona, because that's probably where he goes. So 
We'll see. Whatever they're willing to make it work. Or maybe Anaheim or Detroit. I'm just looking at the cap space in Anaheim, Detroit. Um, they have over $30 million to, dollars in cap to, space. to make a jump. They're not going to look to hold on to cap. So I think Arizona is really going to be it because Arizona is in no, no position to, to make a jump at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, and no one's going to, we'll, go. we'll see on what happens with Gardner. I hope he doesn't stay, but that's just my opinion. We'll see. I might be a little bit more okay with him staying than, than, than you, but in my opinion, he stays. It's just less money you have to, it's just less player you have to put money into so yeah we'll see i'd rather jake gardner than ethan bear so if i'm going to give four million to a defenseman it's sure as heck not going to be ethan bear just think that's what he's asking for <laughs> i think that's crazy i don't know what he what, what he thought he did last season wasn't four million dollars worth yeah no um a couple of other conversations to be had here. Uh, Jesper Bratt, uh, his extension, oh, extension talks were stalled, apparently, which is, to me, very interesting because he uh, had played very well with uh, New Jersey. Um, he's 23 years old, and he got 73 points. Um, so that's going to be interesting uh, what happens there. Um Yes, I always think about how does this affect Carolina, mm-hmm. but I mean, twenty-three-year-old winger, um, who I mean, he's done very well with New Jersey. He's 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 a pure playmaker. I know that just by looking at his points. I don't think, but New Jersey, New Jersey doesn't move him. There's no reason to. He's young. Look, yeah, um, he is young. If they do, it's because they they're eyeing something bigger. Like a JT Miller. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, possible. But. Yeah, possible. And uh, we also obviously talked about Patrick King a little bit, but apparently he might get traded per Elliot Friedman. That would be a slap in the face to Patrick King. It really would. By the Chicago organization. That would be disappointing. I'm sure he doesn't really want to play anywhere else. It's... <sighs> I would love to see Patrick Kane in a Hurricanes uniform. It would be amazing. He's an unbelievable talent. He's a pure goal scorer. Patrick Kane is outstanding, and I don't think he's super old. He's in his 30s, but I don't think he's like late 30s. I think it's He's 33 years old. Yeah, so he's early 30s. So he, you know, I'm not sure really what his contract looks like right now. I think it's like 10 or 11 million. It's but. 10 and a half for one more year. And in my opinion, you know what? That fits Carolina's mold too. Ask your, you know, you inquire. If you're Carolina, you have to do your due diligence and inquire about Patrick Kane. Um, there has been, le- I think, maybe leaked reports of what Chicago would want in a Kane deal. It'd be a young player. Mm-hmm. I think Natchez fits that. Yep. Um, a very good prospect and a first-round pick. So, And if you're trying to win a Stanley Cup, you have to be willing to give things up. Exactly. So maybe you package Natchez, your first round pick, and, and one of your prospects. Yeah. Maybe Suzuki, maybe a Noel Gundler, maybe a Scott Morrow. Uh, we don't know. So Yeah, and I think that's a reasonable asking price. Um, Carolina is only going to be playing well, right? That's expected. They're going to be a playoff team. So that first round pick is going to be low. I say you trade. <laughs> you, you trade the first round pick. Right? They should learn. They they need to learn from their mistakes. Something they seem to be slow on right now is they're not willing to, to make these go big all moves. in. Yeah, and they need to go all in. You need to take in a bad contract, a contract that might not work out for you. Right? Patrick Kane, it's one year by one by ten. And if you really want, maybe throw in a first and a second, and maybe they'll keep some salary. Yeah, so possibly. There, there are options for you. It's a one year deal. Now, Kane would have to approve of it, though, because he does have a no-movement clause. He wants to win a cup. I would be surprised so, if he said no to coming to Carolina. Yeah, true. And he and both him and Taves have been very vocal of they do not want to be in a rebuild. So so they would be okay, I think, going to a team like Carolina. Yeah, I think they, they would. would. Have to go. They'd have to go somewhere where they feel they can win. So I see him going Carolina, Florida. I think will be two, two teams who will probably try and target Patrick Kane. Boy, did Chicago lose that trade, though, for Seth Jones. 
<laughs> they re- that trade really makes them look yeah. kind of dumb. You win some, you lose some. Yep. Although I, I although when they traded for Seth Jones, I never thought they were going to be a good team, even with Seth Jones. So, um, but that's just me. Yeah, it is what it is. They'll just have to keep moving forward then. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Patrice Berge- uh, Bergeron wants to come back with Boston. Uh, just a one-year deal, I think. Because you know he's going to retire with Boston. He's not going to want to go to any other team. Sadly, I would love Bergeron, but you know what? He's earned the right to, to make those decisions. He's an elite player, future Hall of Famer. Got a lot of respect for Bergeron. Got a lot of respect for Bergeron. I can't stand Marchand, but I got a lot of respect for Bergeron. What about Pasternak? He's a good player. I mean, yeah. Pasternak's a good player. I know a lot of Hurricanes fans don't like him because they feel he may have targeted Ronta. Yes, he extended. I don't know if he was trying to hurt. He wasn't trying to hurt. No, Ronta. he was, he was trying not. to rattle Ronta, but he's a good player. But yeah, um, I mean, good on Bergeron for wanting uh, to come back for probably his last year. Um, as the Bruins, and then probably uh, retire after that. Um, I never know with some of these players. Um, I know they, they'll eventually ret- retire unless you're Yamir Yager. He just wants to play till, um he's 80 years old. Uh, but another topic that um, I wanted us to talk about is, I mean, next year it's going to be our, the 25th. Yep anniversary yeah and we talked about uh maybe uh, there will be a jersey retirement um I, they, I think there's still time for them to announce one uh if they want to i do think it's going to be before the season starts obviously Absolutely. um I, I know two players that we specifically talked about are eric stall and cam ward i think those are the only two players that justify Going into the Raptors, right? Eric Stahl, 100-point season, one U.S. Stanley Cup. Um, you've got what uh, Cam Ward, Conn Smythe winner, one U.S. Stanley Cup. Got you to the playoffs. He was your goalie. He was your franchise goalie for from 2005, 2006 to I think it was the 2017-18 season. Cam Ward... Is a Carolina Hurricane. Plus, he seems to be a little bit more likable than Eric Stahl. Yeah, because Cam Ward was there every year, except for that last year, and that wasn't any hard feelings. It was just Carolina had to make a decision because they had a bad contract and Scott Darling. So you had to find a, a more affordable backup goaltender or a goalie who wanted to play backup, and Cam Ward was trying to maybe win something else. So he went to Chicago. Fortunately, it didn't work out in Chicago. But... Um, he comes back and signs a one-day one deal, deal. Tires a hurricane. Yeah, I think of any of the players, of anyone to retire, I think I expect Cam Ward's number to go up in the rafters. I mean, we've had several gold hunters come through here since then, none of which have worn 30. It'll No, no other goalie will wear 30 in Carolina's organization again, I, I believe, whether they retire it or not, out of respect for him. But I, I honestly, Adam Gold kind of tweeted something, you know, he said, you know, it'll be in the rafters. I think he said it'll be in the rafters. So I expect it to be. I think that's a good way to do your 25th anniversary. You have a lot of fun ceremonies that come throughout. And I think retiring Cam Ward's jersey is going to be a big one. That would really honor the 0506 Stanley Cup run if they retire it. Absolutely. Um, because we'll be there. he was a huge reason Absolutely. they won the Stanley Cup. And I think if he had gotten more playoff appearances, I think he um, would have been a more recognizable goalie. Because, I mean, even though us Canes fans loved Ward, I mean, he was no Brodeur or Raw or Hashik, but he was a very good, I would say, solid goalie. And you also have to think about this, too, with Cam Ward. He had some pretty crappy teams in front of him. Oh, he he also played like 60-plus games. Season. I mean, it, it was just part of the reality that Cam Ward had to deal with, right? It was unfortunate for him that he had to deal with the, the bad teams in front of him. And it's frustrating. 
and you can't blame Cam Ward and anyone who tries to blame our missed out playoff appearances on Cam Ward didn't watch the team at all during those years, which I wouldn't have blamed them. But I mean, you know, like Cam Ward played, you know, just going back from the 05, you know, from six, seven, 60 games, 69 games, 68 games, 47, 74 games in the 2010, 2011 season, 74. He didn't play eight games. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most, he was a workhorse. And his stats that year, he was 37, 26, and 10. He had a 2.56 goals against average and a .923 save percent average. Cam Ward wasn't the problem there when we didn't make the playoffs. So that was the year I believe. You know, that it's just a... Next year he played 68. The 2012-13 year, that's when he got hurt. Played 17. The following season he only played 30. Um, you know, the next year was 51, 52, 61, 43. And even his last season, he played 33. So, you know, it's unfortunate that he had the bad luck he did. So at the end of his career, he was, he had 701 games. He was 334 and 256 and 88. He had a 2.74 goals against average and a .908 save percent average. Those are good numbers. Not great, but good. And he had bad teams in front of him, and he played a lot. A lot. He was probably one of the last goalies who you could rely on like that, to play that kind of, those, those that amount of games. So, yes, Cam Ward, I think, has earned that right. He played fantastic. He played through a lot of rough times in Carolina. Yeah, he did. He and. And he was part of that huge playoff drought. He still was a very passionate goalie. Absolutely. Um, and he stayed. Yeah, he did. He signed contracts to stay in Carolina. He did not have to. He could have left. Yeah. But he wanted to be here. He wanted to win, and he wanted to be a part of a win in Carolina. And it's just unfortunate that that never happened for him. Exactly. Well, we'll see how this offseason goes for the hurricanes um big decisions to make um not just if they do retire cam ward but also with the roster that they have right now yeah Um, honestly this 25th anniversary season is going to be fun i mean you might have a be nice to have a jersey retirement we got an outdoor game and you know i'm sure there's going to be a bunch of other really awesome things that happen this year um, I'm excited. We've got season tickets this year. Like I said before, we're going to get to go. We're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy the festivities of a 25th anniversary season. Um, I'm excited. I am too. Uh, join us next week, guys. Uh, we'll be talking uh, about the uh, draft next week. M- pretty much in that episode. Because the week after is, I think, going to be the official start of the off season for many gms that is the draft and uh, the week after will be free agency so see how the hurricanes do in those two weeks see you guys